Greetings and welcome to the Recombobulation Area. My name is Dan Schaefer. Thank you for joining us. Today we have a very special interview for you, so we're just going to get right to it. Joining us today is the Mayor of Milwaukee, Cavalier Johnson, and the Milwaukee County Executive, David Crowley. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you for having us. Thanks for having us, Dan. So this was obviously a big year for you both, a big year for Milwaukee. A whole lot of that had to do with Act 12, mm -hmm. uh, the shared revenue and local sales tax bill that passed at the state level. That had a huge downstream effect uh, for both the city and county and their budgets, which are now in the best position they've been in in a generation. Yes. Um, so when you look back at this year, beyond the bottom line financial implications of this, what does this change signify for Milwaukee? What does the larger meaning for the city and the county of this moment? Well, I, I think um, outside of just the, the financials, uh, it shows that we are able to come together and work in a bipartisan manner to get things done for our local communities. Um, you know, I, I can't forget that when we first started off uh, on this quest, um, when I got elected mayor, at least, uh, there were people, including people in Madison, uh, who said that you're barking up the wrong tree. You're never going to get anything. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your breath. It's never going to happen. And because of the hard work, the diligence of myself, the county executive, the MMAC, our partners in the business community, you name it, we're able to get something done that took a whole generation to get done and get it done in a bipartisan manner. So I think that uh, outside of the financial strength that uh, Milwaukee County and the city of Milwaukee find, will find ourselves to be in uh, in 2024 uh, is the fact that uh, we've been able to strike uh, an accord to work across party lines and to get major things accomplished. And that's just one example this year. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, one, let's not forget the financials was the most important piece <laughs> about all of this. And, and just yeah, to, I've written a little bit about that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But just to, you know, just to add on what the mayor said, the other thing I thought was, you know, historic about this moment was, you know, we got outside of our geographical comfort zone, right? Mm. And built relationships, not just here locally with the business community, community leaders, nonprofits. But when you think about going to Western Wisconsin or Northern Wisconsin, going to Green Bay or going to Warsaw and really finding ways to really build real authentic relationships. Right. And so, you know, for me, I spent time in the legislature as a, as a state assembly representative. And so to continue those relationships back home as county executive, I think one of the reasons why we were able to get this over the finish line, as the mayor pointed out, I mean, we're talking about a conversation that's been going on for at least two decades. And so uh, for this to go on and happen right now is something historic and something that I'm glad I, we can hang our hat on. Yeah, you had, you know, leaders in Madison as recently as just a couple of years ago saying it would never happen. Yes. And, and now here we are at the end of 2023. The deal is signed. And here you are. I, I but, think we can honestly say that the, the mayor and I, you know, when we first got elected, everybody said that this was impossible. Mm -hmm. So yeah. uh, to get this over the finish line, absolutely. It's a big deal. It it's is. a really big mm -hmm. deal. But so as you look back, you know, there were a number of ups and downs over the course of the negotiations, mm -hmm. of course. Uh, what, what was the lowest point of those negotiations? Was there ever a point where you th thought that this was not going to happen? You know, I honestly, uh, I would say that there was there wasn't a point where we said that this can't happen. I mean, I would, I think the mayor would agree with me. We had to get this done, you know, for particularly for the, from the county's perspective, 
this wasn't a moment where we're going to figure out how we make minor cuts that's going to be least harmful to this community. It was more of a situation that we have to get this done because we have to keep our buses running. We have to continue to invest in senior programming, people with disabilities and mental health in our parks, so on and so forth. Uh, but I will tell you that there were many times going back and forth, you know, uh, when you're when you're talking about the, the, the negative uh, perception that people have of Milwaukee, really trying to get over the hump and helping folks understand that uh, if, 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 if Milwaukee goes, there goes the state of Wisconsin as well. Um, but I would say that, you know, whenever you have this level of bipartisanship happening at, at the state level, right, which doesn't happen pretty often or not often at all in Wisconsin, in Wisconsin, <laughs> you know, we, Are we you just saying that there is not always that much bipartisanship <laughs> in the state. No, <laughs> no, there's, there's not. Um, but, but I, I would say that I think everybody, uh, because this wasn't just about the city of Milwaukee and Milwaukee County. You know, we increased shared revenue for all communities across this state that we had to get this done. But I would say that, you know, there were moments, you know, uh, going up to Madison because I came to be county executive. So I would have to go continue to go back to <laughs> Madison. That, um, you know, for, for me, it was really about, we, you know, there isn't a this is this can't be a lose lose situation. We have to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, we both walked into this knowing that it needed to get done. So plan A was to get it done. Plan B was to refer to plan A. <laughs> it, just, it, it, it needed to be done um, because the face of service delivery uh, in our jurisdictions would have changed dramatically as we know them. I mean, in the, speaking just for the city of Milwaukee, if we did not uh, get this done, then we would have had to eliminate roughly half of the Milwaukee Police Department. We would have had to eliminate uh, more than a quarter of the Milwaukee Fire Department. Our library system uh, would have looked extremely different, probably would have not even really existed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we would have lost, you know, as well, several hundred other employees that deliver services across uh, our community. So uh, that was a future, a dystopian future that we did not want to see. And so we had to go in there and we had to get this done. And that's exactly what we were what we were able to do. Uh, so you touched on it a little bit. So over the course of, you know, a lot of these uh, negotiations. There was some negativity, some pessimism, maybe even some outright insults levied mm-hmm. at Milwaukee over the course of uh, those negotiations, oftentimes from, you know, some of those Republicans leaders you're trying to build bridges with. Uh, what did that experience tell you about how Milwaukee is perceived and how do you work to overcome that? Yeah, you know, um, sure enough, I mean, if you go back, you know, several decades in this state, um, folks would say run against Milwaukee, you know, stick it to them. And certainly there's still some of that uh, present uh, in the legislature, um, <clears throat> regardless of if that's the case or not. It's our responsibility to get wins for Milwaukee. Right. So we have to you know, let that roll off our back. Uh, don't forget about it and try to find ways uh, in order to uh, deliver those victories, much like we did with Act 12, much like we did with the Brewers. Uh, uh, deal you know, and other things. So, um, you know, I think our um, uh, point of view in this is to, you know, compartmentalize those negative sort of aspects and try to accentuate the positives and try to ultimately get something done to move our community forward. And it, again, with with uh, speaking in a bipartisan manner, Act 12 and the Brewers deal recently, that's exactly what we were able to accomplish. You know, I, w- I would also say that, you know, we also have to put this in perspective that, you know, the leaders before us, you know, they had some baggage with the Republicans in the mm-hmm. state legislature, right? We had our mayor, Mayor Tom Beard, who was here for 20 years prior to me. We had 
a Chris Abley and prior to him, we had Scott Walker. And, and it's not to say that they were bad leaders or anything like that, but we do know that there was animosity there, particularly with the state legislature and our leadership right here in our own community. And I would say that starting with my election in, in 2020, becoming Milwaukee County executive, you know, a year after or two years after that, uh, you know, mayor becoming the city of Milwaukee mayor, that helped change the, the, the relationship, the dynamics of how people actually viewed uh, the city of Milwaukee and Milwaukee County. And I think a lot of that goes with, one, stepping outside of our comfort zone, building these authentic relationships. But two, we were just governing a little bit differently, right? And so, you know, they seen our budget. They seen how we were operating. And and I think that we we have been open enough to where we know that we can't get things done for the city of Milwaukee County unless we're working with Republicans because they are in charge of the state legislature. Mm-hmm. And, and as a county, we are extensions of the state. So there are certain things that they can still, you know, take away or make us do at the county. So having that relationship was extremely critical to get these things done. And so I would say that, you know, every day we're working to change this perception, to change this narrative. And I truly believe that we are making great steps in doing just that. But it's going to take some time. And we have to just remember that. Uh, there's a lot of things happening in politics uh, here locally in, in our region, but also across the state. And it is it is my hope that as we look to the future, we'll see some changes and and continue to build those relationships to get things done. Was there anything over the course of those negations that re- negotiations that stood out as a turning point? Like if there if you could boil it down to one moment that you thought, hey, this is going to happen. Is there anything stand out? Uh, Anything you can think of right away? Look, we spent so much time in the <laughs> in the Capitol and in the LRB. You had that cot in the Capitol that you were talking about. Yeah, during yes, campaign. yes, yes, yes. We did. Yeah. Yes, we did. Um, I I don't know if there was one thing in particular. I mean, I think you know both the county executive and myself. We went in there knowing that it needed to get done. So even in the 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 the, the valleys of those conversations, there were some really deep valleys. We still knew that this had to get done, that we had to fight and find some way we had to advocate for uh, our jurisdictions um, in order to get this done. So I, I don't know if there's one thing that we can point to uh, other than our North star and pointing to that and knowing that it needed to get done. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, as I reflect, you know, just thinking about it, maybe the first meeting, <laughs> right? <laughs> because, you know, I mean, prior like to first when, like the, first. Well, well, when I say the first meeting, I would say that the, the, the mayor and I probably had. Right. And the reason why I say it that way is because I was a state representative and we were having this conversation then. Mm-hmm. And we never had a meeting between a county yeah, executive sure, sure. mayor and, yeah. and, and Republican leaders. Right. And so the fact of the matter is, is that and, and the mayor touches on it all the time. He says, you know, when we first had this conversation, it was hell no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And then it, it, it became hell no to no to I'm going to think about it too. Okay, we need to have this meeting. And so when, and I would even argue that when you've seen the Wisconsin Counties Association, when you've seen the Towns Association, when you've seen a league of, of municipalities also being brought to the table, I think that showed us that there's some light at the end of this tunnel. I believe that was no, no, hell no, never going to happen. <laughs> <There it is. laughs> yep. um, and as I think about it too, so I, I guess... The first meeting, and I think the county exec is absolutely right on that. Um, I think for me, as I you know, you know sort of riff off of what he's saying, um, when I was first elected mayor, the first call that I made was to Speaker Voss. It was to Speaker Voss. Um, and in the spirit of having that cat in the Capitol, 
Uh, I went to visit him in his office and he was welcome, uh, welcoming to me to come and do that. Um, I felt like we were on a pretty good trajectory when he also reciprocated and came to Milwaukee city hall. And I'll never forget the day because when he walked into my office, he looked around and said, Oh my gosh, this is the first time I've ever been in the mayor's office. But therein lies the problem, Mm -hmm. right? Like there's no way that you can bridge these divides uh, if you're not having conversations, if you're not talking to it, to each other. Mm -hmm. Right. And so whether it's me in his office or him in, in, in mine, we started to do that very, very early. And you know, those are some peaks, but like, as I said, I mean, there certainly were some valleys as well, but we just kept our eye on the North star of getting it done. Mm -hmm. So you two have obviously worked together a whole lot on this over the past year. How would you characterize the working relationship that the two of you had have? And what are some examples of, of the ways that the two of your offices have worked together over the past we, couple we, years. We definitely have a great relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, our wives also make sure of that because they're also good <laughs> friends. And we kind of joke about them being the, the real uh, political housewives of Milwaukee. Uh, we, we love you, uh, Erica and Dominique. Um, yeah, we do. Uh, but I, I would say that, you know, we have a standing meeting and we meet every month just to talk about issues. How can we support one another? Right. And, 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 the better the city of Milwaukee does, the better the county does and vice versa. And so and it's not to say that we're always going to agree on on everything that we're trying to do for our communities. But we know how to have those tough conversations, be open and honest and transparent as far as where we are related to our perspective, our, our perspective uh, positions. And so, you know, I, I truly appreciate him and the friendship that we have had. Uh, for over 20 years because we also went to high school together. So that makes it a little bit easier <laughs> as well because um, he definitely knows where some of my bones are are, are buried uh, from back in the day. Um, Would you like to share any of those with us today? <laughs> well, actually, Dan. No, just <laughs> but I, I, it, I would say it's a, it's a good working relationship. And quite frankly, I'm not sure if you can go anywhere in, in the state or anywhere in the country and you have this level, working level of relationship between a county executive and a city mayor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would totally uh, concur uh, with the county executive uh, on that excellent working relationship. Yes, we do have that uh, standing meeting. But then on top of that, I mean, uh, the fact that matters that I can't, you know, shake a cat without hitting him. Like <laughs> Every time I turn around, like he's there. And, and every time he turns around, I'm there. I mean, this is our this uh, just today alone. And this is just, you know, some random day. Right. Um, this is our second time together and we'll be together a third time uh, later tonight, too. So like. We have a good working relationship. We do meet often. We've got the personal uh, relationship you know, there as well. And both of us understand, and as, as the county executive pointed out, that um, you know, my success in the city is his success uh, in the county because my constituents are his constituents. His uh, success at the county is my success uh, in the city. While he's got some constituents who are not uh, mine, the vast majority of uh, my constituents are his. And the vast majority of the uh, uh, cultural assets that the county possesses are right here uh, in the city of Milwaukee. So it's a mutual relationship. Um, uh, and I think that you know both of us understand that success for one equals success for all. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I understand there were some interesting roundtable meetings that you had during those Act 12 uh, negotiations when um, uh, with the Legislative Fiscal Bureau. Yeah. Um, 
what happened when the city and county would would step out and break out and and have those breakout sessions and meetings and those negoci- negotiations? Oh man, you want us to put us all out there, man? Well, <laughs> I, so for for me, you know, I I truly appreciate the nonpartisan bureaus that we have. Whether you talk about the fiscal bureau, the reference bureau, audit bureau, so on and so forth, uh, because it gives us an opportunity to ask real questions that we may not know the answers to uh, that's particularly related to state government. So. Having the ability and the understanding of how to utilize those lawyers who work for everybody in the state capitol, right? And, and even and even us as constituents, um, you know, there were, there were many times when we had to do our own sidebar to figure out what exactly does this mean, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because we aren't necessarily the experts in these positions. We have budget directors. We have comptrollers. We have people who delve into these numbers. Uh, but... You know, I I have to make sure that I give a shout out to to our comptroller Scott Mansky, who was extremely helpful, uh, as well as our budget director Joe Lamers and Alec Knutson, uh, our government relations person uh, from the Milwaukee County side. Because if it wasn't for their expertise and being able to dig deep into these numbers, it would have been very difficult for us to get to this position that we're in now. Yeah, I mean, for uh, the county executives team, for my team, it was really all hands on deck. Um, whether it was our Intergovernmental Relations Office and Jim Bowl and Jordan Primico and our budget director, uh, Nick Kovac, and I mean, my chief of staff, uh, Nick Desiato, who was a part of those conversations. I mean, just really all hands on deck. Uh, in terms of the Legislative Reference Bureau, I mean, we spent so many, so many hours um, in there. And, really needed to cut a few nights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, and it was like, you, you never knew, like, you knew when you were going to get there, but you didn't know when you are going to leave or if you were going to leave. Sure. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, uh, I really, really do, did appreciate and continue to appreciate, um, as as uh, County Executive Crowley pointed out, the the nonpartisan nature of the staff uh, at the Legislative Reference Bureau, uh, in particular, uh, Bob Lang, who's a legend uh, there. Uh, he was just uh, the keynote speaker at the uh, Wisconsin Policy Forum, a salute to local government. And uh, somebody said something like, uh, you know, Taylor Swift and has the Swifties and, um, you know, Bob Lang has the Langies. And and I'm a proud Swiftie and a proud Langie. (laughs) And, um, you know, uh, uh, it doesn't matter what political stripe you wear. Uh, My understanding is, and I can see this, I experienced this myself, you know, folks will look at any numbers that are produced and say, are these Bob Lang's numbers? Yes. Right. And and that just speaks to the testament uh, of the respect that he uh, commands from both Democrats and Republicans. And we were very fortunate to be able to work with him and his team. So it's great that you guys have been aligned on so much. It's it's great to see the county and the city aligned and, and working together so often. But it'd be impossible for the two of you to agree on everything, right? Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> what's, what's something that the two of you have disagreed on? What's something that we have disagreed on? Well, yeah. um, so, I mean, I guess I can... I know, it, well, like we uh, we work very closely together um and agree on a lot of things mm-hmm. um in terms of the Milwaukee Brewers deal uh, there was okay. some disagreement um that we were always working to make sure that we uh provided the best service kept the team here and had little to no impact on our taxpayers um but to me if there was going to be a local contribution and only 22% according to the MMAC's report of attendees to Brewers games come from the city of Milwaukee. I didn't think that necessarily the, the contribution uh, for the city should have been as high as the counties because you would have had those County folks 
uh, I'm sorry, those city folks who are still county residents who have been paying twice. And then the balance of folks coming from outside the city um, from from Milwaukee. So we had a disagreement on that, but we continued to talk about it mm-hmm. uh, and we worked together and we got ourselves in a position where, I mean, you know, for us, for the city of Milwaukee, the amount of money, the amount of dollars that, you know, our taxpayers have to spend is effectively zero. It's nothing because we continue Same to here. work together and support, you know, and support each other and find a, a, an effective way in order to get this done. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think that may be the one thing I can actually <laughs> I so. remember because my thing was, is that, well, I don't want the county paying for it all. <laughs> 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 but, 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 but as, the, as, as Mayor Johnson pointed out, we cont- it, it didn't stop us from doing the work that we needed to do. And, right. And I think that's one of the reasons why we were able to get this creative solution to where effectively, I mean, there's no money leaving his coffers. There's no money leaving the county's coffers when it comes down to this. Um, but, you know, again, those those disagreements happen. You know, there's there are fees that we have to pay to every municipality that I never agree with. And it's not just city of Milwaukee or it could be any any community. Right. And so but again, it's about how we work through those disagreements. And and, and, and quite frank, it's not necessarily like. Uh, we're disagreeing. We're just doing what we can in our positions to get the maximum benefit because he represents the city. I represent the county. But at the end of the day, the work that we're doing is going to benefit everyone. Mm-hmm. So the big picture is aligned, even if maybe you have different priorities. Oh, absolutely. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I mean, he wants to grow the population by a million, right? In the city of Milwaukee. And like for us, it's like, okay, how do we make sure we have the infrastructure mm-hmm. to support that, mm-hmm. right? Because we want to be able to grow our population. We believe in having density within Milwaukee County. But if we don't have great parks, if we don't have a solid transportation system, if we're not focusing on, you know, all the work that we can do to support the ideas, his vision of what he wants within the city, then it, it doesn't do us any justice for within Milwaukee County. So we just have to have this this, this symbiotic relationship to where you're, you're going to have, you have to piggyback off one another. And speaking about, you know, you know, the county executive's vision for robust transportation options here uh, in Milwaukee. I mean, there's the bus rapid transit uh, system that the county uh, is is uh, looking to implement. I mean, they've already got one implemented east-west from downtown Milwaukee to Wauwatosa and then studying right now the north-south between Glendale and Franklin. Those run uh, primarily in the city of Milwaukee. There needs to be a partnership with the city uh, in order to effectuate that, right? Those stops have to be uh, built, the 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 Bus only lanes uh, have to be recognized. You know, that's a partnership uh, with my administration, with my Department of Public Works, in order to make that happen to fulfill the county executive's goals to have you know that sort of transportation system here that feeds into my goals as well. So it's all you know working together. So so that was was going to be something I was going to ask about. So you know you obviously the, the no county- you didn't give us these questions ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the county obviously oversees the bus system the city oversees a number of things department of public works the streetcar things like that mm-hmm. how can you better align and better look at shared services or or work together on those you know re- reimagining the uh, traffic engineering for a number of the streets mm-hmm. that the DPW is doing and, and working to kind of reinvent the bus system. How, how can you I, I better would say work together and share services and, and we're, we're in the process. see that vision through going forward? We're in the process of having that conversation now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we just into uh, We have a partnership. We've asked the Wisconsin Policy Forum. They just recently produced a report to look at some of the back office mm-hmm. work that we could be doing together. Um, but I would say that, you know, this is going to take time, right? Because we have to do a deep dive in really understanding 
One, how is this going to impact the folks that we actually represent? Uh, how is this going to impact the budget? Because we want to make sure that we're saving money also down the line to, con- to continue to make the critical investments uh, that we've been making thus far. Uh, but it's also going to, it's just going to take time. And, and I would say that, you know, I, it's a great partnership to be able to look at the city of Milwaukee uh, and figure out what we can do behind closed doors or those back office works to consolidate and do great work. Uh, but we need also other municipalities, right, to also get on board and absolutely understand why they need to be partners. Because this, the city of Milwaukee and Milwaukee County, we can't do it alone. And and even though, you know, I, I represent the, the entire county, the city does support many other municipalities in many different ways. And so we're currently having those conversations right now. Uh, but I would say that it, this is just going to this is going to just take time, uh, you know, just just in order to not just have these conversations, but really identify what will work. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, ditto. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wanted to talk a little bit about that goal to grow to to mm-hmm. one million Milwaukeeans. Mm-hmm. And it seems like not to put words in your mouth, you're on board with that oh, yeah. that goal as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you know, so one of the things I was thinking about within the context of that was the topic of immigration. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, thinking about how, where and how Milwaukee has grown mm-hmm. in the past 20 plus years, the data and the dra- demographics will tell you that it hasn't necessarily been millennials moving back to cities or empty nesters buying condos downtown. A lot of it has been through the growth of mm-hmm. minority populations, mm-hmm. immigrant populations, mm-hmm. Hispanic populations on the south mm-hmm. side, various pockets of Asian populations, mm-hmm. you know, kind of throughout the city in various different neighborhoods. Um, you know, a 2016 study from UW-Milwaukee and the Greater Milwaukee Foundation said that the growth of the Latino population accounted for all of the metro area's net growth between 1990 and 2014. So do you think immigration needs to be a bigger part of the city and county's growth going forward? And how does that fit into the larger focus on growing the city to a million people? Yes, absolutely it does. Um, we're not going to be able to reach our goals for uh, population growth in this community unless immigration is a part of that. I re- realize that. I recognize that. And uh, I want to foster a community where everybody feels welcome, um, and not just the people who are here that we want to retain, uh, but also new arrivals uh, to Milwaukee as well. Um, it's funny you talk about uh you know, uh, millennials moving to the city. I was just actually earlier today at a business um, that you know, attracts uh, as interns at a college, um, young people attracts millennials. And then they've got a really high clip, some like 80, 90% of those uh, interns from all, all, all over the country decide mm-hmm. to sign on the dotted line and stay here, stay in this community because they see the things uh, that we're doing uh, in this community. So there is some of that. Uh, not enough. We need to we need to work on that uh, end too. But uh, immigration certainly uh, needs to be a part of the conversation about growing Milwaukee uh, in the future if we're going to reach a million people. And it, I mean, ditto. I mean, I don't know what even to add to that other than you know, for us as a county, we need to make sure that we have that supporting infrastructure needed when you talk about uh, bringing people into this community. And so, you know, when it comes down to growing our population, but particularly when it comes down to our immigrant population. We also need a stronger partnership, particularly with the state and the federal government. Mm -hmm. We know that the federal government has a broken system and we need that fixed as soon as possible. And we need to make sure that if folks are going to be coming to Milwaukee, whether whether they live here or they're coming here from somewhere else, we have to have that support system in place. And being the health and human service uh, organization, in a sense, when you think about 
again, health and human services, homeless population. You think about people with disabilities and, and mental health services, so on and so forth. The list continues to go on. We need to make sure that we have that infrastructure. And that's one of the reasons why we want to strengthen this partnership with one another. But again, we're going to need the state and the federal government to step up. So we've seen some of these instances of Southern governors transporting migrants to places like Martha's Vineyard or the vice president's house or something yeah. like that. Uh, there's obviously an aspect of this that is a political stunt. Yes. But yeah. is there any part of you that thinks you want You know, you have this goal to grow that you would maybe send the message out and say, hey, we want people to come here. Is there any potential for, you know coordinating with some efforts like that, or even just putting the message out that Milwaukee is a place where people from all over the world can come to. You know, so I have said, and will continue to say that we are, and will continue to be a welcoming place in the city of Milwaukee. We are sort of like Wisconsin, to me, I feel like we're Wisconsin's Ellis Island in a sense, because nowhere else in this state are you going to find uh, the population, the population density, the diversity that you see uh, here in the city of Milwaukee. And that's something for us to be proud of because that's the American story. Um, and so we want to see that. Um, but what we don't want to see, though, is for uh, folks to be used as political props in a political stunt, as you've seen with Governors DeSantis and Abbott, um, sending people all across uh, the, the the country who are fleeing uh, their home countries uh, because they feel unsafe or whatever um, the case may be. So um, uh, it's important for us to recognize that. I think the other thing that we want to be cognizant of uh, is we don't want our systems to be overwhelmed because um, as some of those communities along the border uh, have seen with an influx of migrants from other countries, uh, if you don't have the infrastructure in place uh, to take in those folks, then you have folks sleeping on the street or sleeping in police you know, district stations, as we see in Chicago mm-hmm. um, or in New York City uh, and the like. So we don't want that to happen. Uh, we want to uh, make sure there is a humanitarian touch to this while also being a welcoming place for folks to come. Now, let's be very clear. It is unfortunate what we're seeing related to how these lies are being used as political pawns, right? And so uh, just to add on to what the mayor, the mayor just said is that, you know, we don't want to be, we, we want to set folks up for success. Mm-hmm. And so we need to make sure that we're building that infrastructure in order to set people up for success, to be able to contribute in being uh, taxpayers, being able to work the many jobs that we have available, not just here within Milwaukee County, but many of our surrounding areas, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 it's it's I find it ironic when you when you're hearing particularly Republicans talk about the the need for more workers, yet they don't want to hire any of these migrant workers, <laughs> and they don't want to you know oh those aren't our folks, and it's just like at the end of the day we have to fill these jobs, mm-hmm. and no matter where they're coming from, these are real people with real needs who want to contribute back Mm -hmm. to society. Mm -hmm. And this can be that welcoming place, but we need that infrastructure to do just that. We've been able to do things around our homeless population and and build more affordable housing uh, for those who are currently here. But I will tell you that if we're going to do that moving forward, particularly to bring people here, because I will tell you, come to Milwaukee, right? This is, we have something to offer everybody, no matter what background you come from. So this is a, we are a very welcoming place. We're the most diverse place uh, here in the state of Wisconsin, but we have to make sure that that infrastructure is available to make sure that we can set folks up for success. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit more about infrastructure, Uh, (laughs) maybe more built infrastructure. Uh, Obviously a topic I've written quite a bit about over the years. Um, and a topic that's been in the news a lot this mm-hmm. past year. Uh, the topic of freeway removal mm-hmm. has been a big one in Milwaukee. Uh, where do you each stand at the moment on 794 and reimagining the stadium freeway? 
So the stadium freeway is uh, Miller my middle part. <laughs> You're dating <laughs> yourself. <laughs> so 175, 175. So I, first and foremost, 175, I think that that can be, definitely be reimagined, right? Removing that, that highway to nowhere um, and really creating that boulevard right there, which, which creates even more developmental opportunities for us to build that infrastructure so we can be that place and actually have, ha- have the infrastructure available for when we actually get the density and, and, and get to a million people. Uh, I have not actually made a decision or as far as where I am on 794. Um, I, I know you can it, make that decision right now. You can <laughs> tell us right now. Well, I think I think there's a lot, right? But as a representative of the entire county, I also want to make sure that um, I understand the entire breakdown and the, the traffic impact uh, that not only affects uh, the city of Milwaukee, but all different types of communities. And so... You know, I, I know that there's conversations being had and I've seen some of the models and understand exactly why uh, folks want to be able uh, to remove 794. And so when you think about the number of acreage that we free up, the mm-hmm. green space, the infrastructure that can be built, that contributes to to us being successful as a community. Uh, but I have not seen all of the data for me to be able to make an informed decision related to whether I believe that it should be torn down or, 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 or continue to, to, to take up that existing footprint. Well, I think that um, the images that all of us saw um, that were produced um, that showed renderings of what a future Milwaukee could be without uh, 7094 there were enticing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd have to, you know, be dead to not think that, oh, that's, you know, something that's very, very appealing. And so I think that for many folks on its face, that is, there certainly are other considerations that you know we uh, have to consider um, as well here. Not just the the vehicular uh, consequence um, for you know for 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 cars and trucks and you know heavy vehicles leaving the port that would then have to go to divert it into neighborhoods or or, or whatnot, um, but also the uh, the 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 seafaring uh, vessels, right? Mm. The, the those boats that traverse along the rivers, right? Um, and the, the the lifts that need to happen. If folks are in Chicago and the water is a little lower and the bridges don't have to lift so much, that's one thing. But here, the bridges uh, and the water are a little closer. And for whatever reason, we're not in a position, maybe it takes an act of Congress um, to create timeframes in which we could lift those uh, uh, those bridges, as opposed to having sort of like an a la carte, whoever shows up, you can just, you know, have it lifted whenever you want to. That uh, poses uh, potentially a challenge. Um, the other thing you know, as well uh, here that we have to consider, and all this is being studied right now, mm-hmm. um, is the fact that, you know, when that traffic were to come down, um, does it create a freeway on the ground? Does it create another space or does it create a space that is unsafe? I know we mm-hmm. talk about the separation between uh, the central business district and the third ward, those two parts of downtown Milwaukee. Um, but bringing that down to grade, does that create an environment that's unsafe for everybody, for pedestrians, for bicyclists, you know, for the like? So I think that's something that we have to consider as well as it relates to 794. Um, so again, that's being studied and we'll, you know, obviously, obviously um, look at that. It's a big, important, you know, conversation and big, important decision that'll be generational that we'll make um, uh, when we're in the position to do so as it relates to uh, the, I almost said Miller Park too, uh, <laughs> the, the, the stadium freeway there. Um, 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's you know a much easier call to say, yeah, that's an opportunity for us to 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 hopefully be in a position to pull that out, create a really a model. That'd be a blank canvas. Like you could create a model street there, is what I've said. Um, uh, and it's Real not connection between the north and south side. Yeah, correct. <laughs> and it's and it's not even just that. I mean, you look you know further northwest and the Fond du Lac you know freeway uh, on the northwest side uh, of the city of my old uh, aldermanic district, I think presents a lot of opportunity you know too uh, for you know potential um, removal. So I think we want to be cognizant of all of those things um, as we're looking uh, forward here. One of the things that I did say, um, one of the things that I did say, and one of the things that I you know feel comfortable saying right now is that one of the uh, options that I think will be considered, which is, you know, rebuild it in kind. I think that should not be whatever the option is. I agree with that. That yeah. <laughs> the status quo the, the, is not the, the status, uh, quo, is the not status the quo is, is, is unacceptable to me. Um, I think that certainly should not happen. And I've said this to, uh, the, to the folks have asked, like I want for ultimately uh, more land for the Department of City Development to be able to sell and pitch and develop. And I want more public facilities for the Department of Public Works to turn over into people-centered infrastructure that attracts and retains talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about 2024, looking ahead to next year. You guys are both running for re-election, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a big election year. We're hosting the RNC uh, in Milwaukee. Um, but it, right now, it does seem very likely that the nominee, the candidate who will be giving the nomination speech at the RNC in Milwaukee, you don't have to say his name, will be Donald Trump. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Donald Trump has lied about the election results in Milwaukee countless times. So, how do you plan to respond to those lies that question the legitimacy of the votes and the people that you're serving? And how do you stand up for those people in those moments? Well, one, let's just recognize that, you know, those who were deemed the fake electors in Wisconsin have already said that they've been duped and that they were even lied to. And so and many of those, if not all of them, except for maybe one, will tell you that uh, the election election was not stolen. And so I, I think that except for maybe one who's still on the, the well, that, that's election's the one I'm thinking about. That's right? another conversation. <laughs> that's, that's another podcast yeah, episode. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but I, I think that, you know, one for us, this is really about showcasing what we have to offer. You know, this is we're, we're talking to the opportunity to get free advertising about why the city of Milwaukee and Milwaukee County is a perfect destination. So let's just I want to focus on how we can continue to do that. Right. But when it comes down to uh, that guy, um, I don't even like saying his name, you know, anybody, no matter what party you are, you have to push up against these lies. And this is the mm-hmm. issue that we're seeing and why why democracy is eroding right here before our eyes in the United States of America is because you have somebody who is the leader of the free world going out there telling lies and who has the ability to do that and deem it political speech. Mm-hmm. Like that is, that is, that is unfortunate. Um, it is, it is, it is unfair, particularly to his party because um, uh, many of them won't even stand up to him and, and really come out um, swinging and saying that what it is, what it needs to be. I um, mean, even those who do do that, uh, have been kicked out of the party, right? And so, you know, for us, this is, you know, I have my popcorn ready to see how this actually mm-hmm. goes. Uh, but for me, uh, you know, this isn't even about Republican. This is about how does how does Milwaukee, city of Milwaukee, Milwaukee County business have the opportunity to showcase the great things, make some money, 
Um, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, on their way out, they get hit by the blue wave from Lake Michigan. <laughs> uh, totally concur. Totally concur. And, uh, you know, how do you address those things? Well, look, the uh, best way to uh, combat a lie is with the truth. You know, you, you, you tell the truth. Um, and I think that, um, you know, folks here knew and saw over the course of the former president's uh, tenure that they were being fed lies, that uh, democracy was at risk. Um, and they uh, decided to elect somebody who was the antidote to that, uh, probably the, 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 the polar opposite of Donald Trump and that being President Joe Biden. Um, and I think that the same thing is going to happen uh, in you know, the 2024 uh, presidential election as well. Uh, folks will reject the lies. They will reject the lies and they'll want the truth. And Joe Biden is the truth. And Donald Trump is a lie. So you're both running for re-election as well next year. Yes. Um, oh, we forgot about that part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, what is, what is, what do you want to see happen in the city of Milwaukee and Milwaukee County in the next four years? What's, what's that vision? What is, where is Milwaukee four or five years from now, 10 years from now? Mm-hmm. Well, um, so when I first ran for mayor, I talked about wanting to build a city that was stronger, that was safer, uh, and that was more prosperous for everybody. And I believe that over the course of the last two years, uh, working in conjunction and partnership with the county executive too, we've been laying a foundation to do just that. When I talk about strength, I mean, we secure the city's uh, finances, all right? And we were able, we'll be able to deliver services um, uh, in the city in, in the years ahead. When I talk about making the city stronger, I mean, when you look at, you know, violent crime overall, and when you look at homicides overall, they've been going down uh, in the city of Milwaukee. When I talk about making the city a more prosperous place, I mean, you don't have to go very far from where we're sitting right now, look out the window, and not just here downtown, but elsewhere in the community, there are cranes in the sky. If there are cranes in the sky, that means there are people working, right? And so I want to build uh, on those things to create more stability in people's lives. Because when people have stability uh, in their lives, then it creates stability in their family's life. And if folks have stability in their family's life, uh, that means they're not moving around. They're not transient. The neighborhoods are not porous. And when that happens, you get a critical mass of that. Folks start looking out for each other. Uh, the relationships become familial. And when folks start looking out for each other and the relationships become familial, the neighborhoods start to gel. They become cohesive. And when that happens, that's how you get to the greater public safety that all of us really want to see. It doesn't matter where in Milwaukee you live. I can tell you this because I travel to neighborhoods all across Milwaukee. You know, th- those values are, are the same. So um, so we want to build on that foundation uh, in the future. I want to see more growth. I'm the development mayor. I want to see more development. I want to see more cranes in the sky. I want more family supporting jobs right here uh, in the city. Uh, I want to continue to, to green up Milwaukee. And I want to uh, uh, make sure that we're fulfilling the goals that we laid out to make the city even safer, right? And that includes, you know, working to make sure that we battle the scourge of reckless driving, which we've done a lot of things on. There is obviously still more work to do. And um, we're committed to doing that. Uh, working to make sure that folks know that there are violence prevention uh, initiatives uh, out there and encourage people to uh, use those methods as opposed to resorting to violence to solve uh, disputes. And then also working to, uh, for the first time in a generation, uh, support and grow uh, the number of firefighters and police officers on the streets uh, in the city of Milwaukee. And those are the things I'm looking forward to doing in the next term. 
you know, when I think about where I want Milwaukee County to be in four or five years, I, I automatically go back to our vision. And Milwaukee County can become the healthiest county in the state of Wisconsin by achieving racial equity. I want a healthier Milwaukee County. And, and so for me, that always goes back to not just racial equity, but I focus on, I, I think about the social determinants of health. Mm-hmm. How does housing, how does transportation, how does access to healthcare, how does education, how does income become better to where we're a destination of choice and no one wants to leave and go somewhere else? I get it. Many people may not like our winners, mm-hmm. but this is still a great place, you know, and, and you get the chance, you get a chance to actually enjoy all four seasons right here mm-hmm. in this place. But it's really about times in one week. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> we actually opened up uh, a golf courses actually uh, right. this week That's because right. it's so seasonably warm. But I want this to be a, a destination of choice. You know, I want the, I want people to want to continue to to live here, work here, and have fun here every single day, and make you know. I want people to look at Chicago, which is our biggest suburb, right? And I want them <laughs> to look at it as 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 those folks are coming here because we have so much more to offer. And so, excuse me. And so for me, it's, it's really about being that healthier, that healthier community that, that no matter what zip code you live in, no matter who you love, no matter how much money you're making, you feel comfortable, you feel safe and you feel invited just being in this community. All right. Do we have time for some lightning round questions? Let's do it. It's lightning round. Let's it's do fast. the lightning round. It's a little bit fast. That's, that's lightning. Yeah, that's right. All right. You are both dads with young children. What's a fun, funny moment when your dad life and your elected official life have intersected? Uh, when my when my daughter found out I was in charge of the parks. <laughs> yes. Um, whenever we go like to dinner or something and people stop me and say, hey, mayor, this or that. And I'm just trying to like, you know, have a, you know cheeseburger with my kids or something <laughs> yeah um you guys went to the same high school mm-hmm. go red fa- cats. somewhat famously uh which of you were more likely to get in trouble Psst, me <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely me <laughs> um you're both millennials mm-hmm. what is your most millennial quality uh, probably being an older millennial because I can see myself on both ends. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I love the fact that I remember the days before and after cell phones. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> In social um, media. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you guys played a game of basketball one-on-one, who wins? <laughs> Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you go to a Brewers game, which racing sausage do you root for? The winner. <laughs> I was going to say chorizo. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, what's more exciting, a Damian Lillard logo three or a Giannis Adetokounmpo fast break dunk? Fast break dunk. Oh, I have to agree. Fast break. We're going with Giannis. Yes, yes. Um, let's see. What's something you'd like to say to Craig Council when he comes back to Milwaukee? Why, Craig? Why? <laughs> Don't stop investing in Milwaukee <laughs> County. Um, if you could go to only one Milwaukee County park for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Oh, that's a good question. Mm. That wow. is a really good question. Um, I would say Lincoln Park. Um, Lincoln park. And because I can go to the pool, I can take my girls to the, uh, to the playground, and I can do some golfing. There you go. Uh, Washington Park. That's where I learned how to swim. That's where I take my kids. 
more than any other park, I go to Washington Park the most. Is there a park that you consider to be a hidden gem that people you'd like people to maybe check out? Uh, hidden gem. Hmm. Well, I would say all of our parks are hidden gems. Uh, <laughs> such a political answer. <laughs> Everybody all, has their favorite park. Yeah, they're all so well known. It's just it's yeah. difficult. But if you like a good beer garden, South Shore. There you go. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's a good one. Um, all right. Slightly more serious. Uh, do either of you have aspirations to run for higher office at some point in your career? And would either of you consider running for governor in 2026? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe to which one? <laughs> I don't know. No. <laughs> possibly. Possibly to okay. both. Possibly to both. I mean, everybody's got aspirations, right? We're we're young men, right? We got their whole political future ahead of us. Um, you know, we'll see what happens uh, in the future. I think right now, as you correctly point out, both of us are running for re-election for mayor and county executive. I think that's where our immediate goals are, is to win re-election and continue doing the work in our communities. Yes. All right. Uh, any other big picture thoughts on the future of the city and, and reflections on 2023 before we uh, let you go to your next thing here? Well, I mean, for me, I mean, this is this has been a historic year. I mean, actually a historic term for me. You know, um, I think about the Brewers deal. I think about uh, the local option sales tax and shared revenue. I also think about the Milwaukee Public Museum and the fact that we've been able we've had the first surplus. Uh, in county government in over two decades. And so for me, uh, this is all has been historic and surreal and I'm ready for the next challenge. Yeah, uh, I would agree uh, uh, on a number of those points, whether it's, you know, brewers or sales tax. Um, what I pointed out before in terms of being able to finally make uh, investments for the first time in a generation in our public safety apparatus and police uh, and in fire. I mean, the the infrastructure changes that we're doing, this legacy project of building out protected bike lane network that'll continue well into the future. Um, th there's a lot of upside uh, in Milwaukee. I mean, the businesses that we're attracting, you know, here, the transformation that we're seeing downtown and in the neighborhoods as well, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, I'm looking forward to the next term and in the future as well. All right. Very good. Well, thank you so much for joining us here in the Recombobulation area. Thank you. Thanks, Always Dan. a pleasure, Dan. Thanks. Thanks.